Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Mate Guys. We're coming at you from the distance of socialness. Um, Clark was so worried about corona that he moved four states over. Yeah. Um, definitely not going to get it from me now. <laughs> <laughs> Although you I might get not. it from those Seattle peeps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, staying inside and I got my holy water and uh hopefully they don't come around um uh hand sanitizer oh oh yeah (laughs) that's what it's called that works (laughs) same diff same diff yes all right yeah well um i don't think we have any follow-up um i haven't checked the email lately and i don't have my phone on me right now so if you emailed us oops sorry we'll get to you next time um but if you remember from the last episode we did uh we talked about how we would be taking a brief hiatus before going back to regularly scheduled recordings and i think we will now be regularly recording episodes you know every week every other week whatever we feel like but if you got if you if you sent us a question what i'm trying to say is if you sent us a question we might not get to it this episode but you know, in a week or two or three, we'll get to you. Not too long. Well, we'll get to it eventually. Eventually, when we feel like it. <laughs> We're not getting paid for this, so. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about something very exciting. It is a. Uh, it's not that often that we get to talk about new mate companies that are not based in the United States. So. Today, we're actually going to be reviewing um, a blend that comes to us from the company called Ruicha. I don't know if I'm saying that right, because I don't think it's a Spanish word. I don't know, maybe, but should probably have looked up what the name means before we did this. Um, But it is a a Paraguayan um, company based down there in old Paraguay, and they produce... A lot of uh, six different varieties, I think. One of them is a, a native, right? Uh, so a, a quote-unquote pure, not a blend. And then they have five other blends. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the Pantanal blend. Pantanal. Pantanal, which means from the Pantana, right? Yes, the, the Pantana. Yeah, what's what's Pantana? Is that like no. <laughs> is that like Panama? Well, no. The, so the the the, the Pantanal is a uh, the Pantanal is like Western Brazil slash Eastern Paraguay, right? Like the kind of wetlands, flatlands where like Ooh, Mato, yes. Mato Grosso and all that Mato, is. Mm-hmm. Mato so, Grosso do Sul. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So so yeah, I you know it's uh it's just re- referring to the kind of biome that Paraguay finds itself situated in, um, and I don't know if the blend necessarily reflects that at all, because it's a, it's a pretty bog standard blend, but you know name's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it stands out a bit. Yeah. So. Do, 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 do. Mm. wish I knew what Revicha meant um, but the interesting thing is this company 
you know, it's uh, like I said, it's 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 pretty new. Um, if you go on their website, like when they say they have like the about us. They freaking start their history in the 15th century, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know, <laughs> that's that's like saying, like, I have this sandwich shop, and let's tell you the history of our sandwich shop. Well, in six million BC, <laughs> <laughs> the whole history of the sandwiches first, is, the first, is ours. The first humans <laughs> ate food. <laughs> And thus, <laughs> millions this? of years later, I came to open a sandwich store. But anyway, so, so, but no, they, so they talk about more, more. They they kind of tie in their their company history to the whole actual history of the Yerb, as it were. Um, but they do kind of actually talk about how, like in two thousand two, kind of the what started out as sort of the initial co-op, which eventually would become this mate company, kind of got together and started production. Um, 2011, they are claiming when the great global renewed interest in mate started, thanks to the the, the doctor Elvira de Mejia, um, who published a paper talking about how mate destroys cancer cells in a Petri dish, um, which whenever people hear that, they get all excited, except if you actually Google and do some other research. Uh, lots of things kill cancer in petri dishes. Um, the pr- the problem is a lot of times those things don't necessarily kill cancer cells inside of you in because it, you in you it. are yeah you, uh, you're not made of petri dish so <laughs> <laughs> completely different yeah yeah it's... neither neither here nor there but you know it's still exciting stuff and then finally in the year 2016 the Alfaro 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 I assume. Um, started again with uh this this co-op called unimate and then they worked together to create this brand called rubicha which started in 2016 so it's you know barely four years old which in terms of mate companies in south america that's pretty darn new really new yeah most companies in south america started in the 60s 70s um most of them aren't too much older because far, the farther you go back and then there, you know, it wasn't really like companies. It was more just like a guy with a farm. Yeah. A guy selling his herb. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, it just like, you know, how many, I don't know, how many cucumber companies do you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm right. sure, it, you know, it was just farms selling their stuff, their produce, basically, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, around starting in, like, the, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, especially then the 60s, you know, they started kind of industrializing and making brand names and companies and all that stuff. So, but still, yeah, 2016. 2016 is pretty darn presente. Yeah, and for how little time the company's been around and they already have six six different uh, products on their line that's pretty impressive yeah and so. considering how little time they've been around they got to the u.s really quickly um i think there's kind of yeah. a lot of excitement around this company um a lot of hype uh, the company definitely has its like fans, its evangelists, and they talk about it a lot. They're always, I mean, like I tried it because I had people 
constantly saying like you got to try this stuff it's really great it's hard to get but it's really great and then all of a sudden a couple of different companies started importing it to the u.s and i was able to get my hands on some so yeah interesting easy to get (laughs) yeah it's really it's still not like widely available like you know something like a tarawi or a pajarito where you know every or a canarias where every single you know latin market on your block has it right but you know like there are two three four maybe sources that you can buy from the u.s and as of now um yeah it, it seems to be pretty easily accessible good stock and everything um right but yeah so that's Ruvicha. They are based in Paraguay. Um Asuncion. Yeah. I'm here yeah. I'm, I was here trying to look on the box and uh the import sticker covers up all of their information. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I can see I can see like the Unimate logo and some other things, but yeah, unfortunate. All right. Anyway, so but yeah, you probably looked it up and mm-hmm. yeah, on yeah. the website because they do have a website. We'll put that in the show notes. Yep. Um, actually, and and obviously it's a newer company, so the the website's up to date and it's easy to navigate. Yeah. As mostly has you know the information you would need, links to their social media, Instagram, right. Facebook. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, I guess we'll just get on to um, the review itself. Um, like we said, this is a Paraguayan sherba, so I think we're both drinking it Estere today, right? Correct. Okay, and, uh, you know, looking at the cut, I have it here in a Ziploc bag um, for reasons that I will explain in a minute. Um, it looks like a pretty standard Paraguayan cut, you know, it's got a... A lot of powder, but also, you know, a lot of really big leaf chunks and, you know, the the sticks are all sorts of sizes. It's really, you know, kind of rustic and not super uniform, not super homogenous, mm-hmm. which is what you kind of come to expect from Paraguayan. Um, sherbs. Sherbs. Sherbies. Um, and this, uh, this is a blend, like I said. Um, it's got, of course, the number one ingredient is... Mate, sherba, right? Sherba mate. And then they have, I don't know if this is listed in order of the concentration because they do not have the percentages, but I will just read it down the list in the order that they have it listed. So number one is sherba mate, ilex paraguariensis. Number two is mint. Number three, cedron, which is in like every single blend these days. Um, <laughs> yep. Then the other herb that's in like every single blend. Well, honestly, Mint, Cedron, Boldo are in like every single blend, right? So, so yeah, so we got we got the big three: Mint, Cedron, and then Boldo, and then the fourth one is Inojo, which is fennel, fennel, yep. which is also in a lot of blends these days. Right, um, it, it adds yeah. it adds sweetness, it adds kind of an apple flavor. Um, but yeah, so you yeah. know, nothing in there jumps out at you and goes whoa crazy they put that in a yerb but you know there's <laughs> yeah, nothing pretty- there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you know the looking at the basics and and if you look um if you look at the blend you know you can 
you can see the chunks of like especially the boldo because boldo kind of has a unique leaf look the leaves look kind of furry um you can at least in my big ziploc bag of it here i can i can pick out the boldo chunks they're not you know pulverized i feel like for example something like curupi menta y boldo the boldo is like ground to a very fine powder which makes the flavor come out super strong but you know if you look at it you couldn't pick it out that that blend is super like blended you know like like blended in a blender blended this is a little more <laughs> rustic with with the individual ingredients kind of more chunky mm -hmm. the cedron yeah. bits are quite large and such and such which you know one could argue that that helps flavors last longer but that also you know maybe the flavors don't come out as well because the chunks are bigger but we'll get to the taste in a second um yeah but I, I did want to call this out. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be. I mentioned my Sherba, the, the Ruvicha Pantanal, is currently in a gallon Ziploc bag. Um, and that is because when I ordered my Ruvicha, and having spoken to several other people who have also ordered Ruvicha from the internet... There seems to be about a one in three chance that your box is going to come exploded um, because the way they package their sherba. Um, so most Paraguayan companies, um, a lot of them, maybe not most, but a lot of them will put the sherba inside of a plastic bag, put the plastic bag inside of a cardboard box, right? Campesino Correct. does this, Curupi does this. Um, and other people, Campanario in Brazil does it. <laughs> maybe it's just the maybe it's just Curupi and Campesino. I don't know. Um, because Pajarito and Selecta don't do it. La Rubia don't doesn't do it. But anyway, neither here nor there. Ruicha also does the whole plastic bag inside of a cardboard box deal. However, the way they make their plastic baggy things, um, instead of having the plastic wrap around and having a single overlapped seam on the back of the packaging kind of and having it folded over which is how Krupi, which is how uh, campanario does it or campesino well campanario and campesino or if you've even you know bought cereal like that's how cereal comes right the plastic yep. bag yep. one single seam in the back um so that's not how ruvicha does it ruvicha does it two very thin seams on the sides of the package um, so it's almost like they just took two sheets of plastic laid over and then just had like a hot iron that just basically cuts into, it cuts the, you know, the little baggies into shape, which is, you know, probably a really great, fast, quick way to do it. Um, but those seams are really thin. And, uh, when you ship Sherba from Paraguay to the United States, on a plane, on a train, on a boat, however, you know, elevation changes um, and pressure changes, and those bags tend to pop. Um, and uh, I think all but two of my boxes, I think I ordered five boxes and three of them. So I, I said, what, one in three chance? Maybe the odds are a lot worse than that. I don't know. <laughs> one in two. Yeah. It, hmm. Which it just you know and it, i'm sure it depends on how the boxes themselves the boxes of the sherba themselves are packed inside the packaging 
shipping it to you, right? I ordered a pretty big kind of shipment of sherba, so, you know, stacked on top of each other. It might be weighing itself down. However, like I said, I did talk to a couple of other people because I wanted to know how, um, how common this was. And, yeah, it seemed to be pretty common. But I did, you know, kind of just pass along that feedback to the distributor hopefully they they pass that information back to Ruicha because it's really kind of a pain to open a box with you know four kilos of sherba in it and then like a quarter of it is on the bottom of the cardboard box and it's all mixed together <laughs> so you can't really do anything with it I mean you can I guess you could still drink it but it's like a, it's now a super blend of four different blends. Uh, luck, luckily, I didn't have that much, you know, actually fall out. But I mean, I, I definitely had a good handful in the bottom of the cardboard box. And, you know, as I'm pulling the boxes out, it got on the floor and had to clean that a whole mess up. So just yeah, just be aware. That's... It's a thing that happens with Ruvicha. It's a... It's a little, it's a little ticking time bomb. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's one of those things where like they wanted to do something different, but it's yeah. obvious that it's not working. So hopefully they get that feedback and they can just switch to how other companies do it. Right. And and hopefully. maybe, maybe yeah. it's not even, it's maybe, you know, within Paraguay, it's not an issue. You know, the Paraguayans, you know, their Sherba doesn't have to go very far, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a couple hundred miles tops. You know, depend. I don't. True. I don't know where their distribution is. Blah blah blah. But you know, small country, relatively speaking, niche product, right? So mm-hmm. the, this packaging may work perfectly fine for the, within the country, but when it's getting shipped around the world, it does not hold up as well, unfortunately. But yeah, I think that's the first time we've ever really talked about packaging, <clears throat> like in a review. I mean, we've mentioned, you know, like Shimahome comes in like vacuum sealed but like this is the first time we've actually like had something to say about like right packaging kind of blows <laughs> yeah it's not really a problem we run into very yeah often. most 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 companies have it figured out i don't know what but you know they took a chance and kudos to them oh well yeah good for all them right. I yeah think. good for them uh now let's improve on it all right well yes let's let's talk about the taste um okay. What are how are you drinking the Ruvicha? What are you using to uh, imbibe your Ruvicha sample um, there? I have a small glass Kuya. Well, it's a Kuya shape, but it's glass. Mm-hmm. And then um, a little Bombisha that has the um, like the spring filter at the end. So nice, nice. Yeah, pretty. It's actually perfect size for drinking just a a small dose of Terere. Yeah. And is this your first time trying it, or have you tried it previous days? Um, this is my second time. I had it about oh, close to two weeks ago for the first okay. time. So, All right. yeah. cool. Um, I am drinking it in just a silver-covered horn guampa. Um, so you know, and then with a just a matching silver bombisha. So you know, as far as the actual it's- drinking flavoredness you know it, it's a horn guampa right so what's yeah, on the just, outside you know, what's what's on the outside i mean i, I just mean silver to say, okay we, well 
I just oh, mean no, to say, I just mean to say like you know <laughs> carvings on the outside of the guampa if it's silver gold if it's encrusted in diamonds doesn't mm-hmm. change the fact that the inside but, is still just horn right that's all I mean right, to say right yeah. okay okay <laughs> it doesn't yeah. change the flavor at all <laughs> right the fact that there there is it's a carved silver guampa on the outside yeah just just, just showboating over just, there <laughs> just my just my <laughs> just flexing <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean, yesterday I was drink. I actually have been drinking this quite a bit, especially because I knew we were going to review it. So I wanted to kind of, you know, get to know it a little better. I've been drinking it over the course of, you know, a month or two, however long I've had it. So yesterday I drank it in some, in a Palo Santo Guampa. And yeah, it's been nice. But, uh, good. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. I, well, Clark, you know, I've, I've been talking too much. So let's, let's hear what you think. What, uh, what do you think about all the flavors therein? It's a it's a nice array of flavors. Um Cedron definitely is um well, Cedron and the mint are at the forefront. Um the first the first couple sips. Um At the end, you still get some some slight dinkiness, but overall, it's it's pretty. It's not light, but it's 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 got a bright um, tone to it. Would you? Mm. Is that the right? I'm trying to think of the right words to say here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a. It's got a kind of a bright flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, this is something that my, all my ice melted, so the water's not quite as cold. Yeah, we had. I some mean, te- it's, it's still cold, some, but we had some technical difficulties before this, so your water had a good like forty minutes it's to just sit there. Forty minutes just melting. So, no, it's <clears throat> even with without ice cold water, it's still like. Like the flavors are still coming out and right oh it's tasty cool real tasty all right well yeah wanna... so i uh yeah i think i agree with you there um it kind of has a really bright nose and then like you said it kind of has that darker finish i think from the bordo the mint the cedron is kind of right there so you taste that i don't the funny thing is i don't really I don't know. I think I think it's interesting. We've talked about in the past how, you know, blends kind of there's certain blends where like you almost taste all the individual parts completely separate and then there's other blends where they they really are truly blended where like the flavors complement each other. Um this one I almost feel like and I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing. I, I've, I've been thinking about it, and I still haven't decided. I almost feel like the it's almost too well-blended, where, like, I don't taste mint. I don't taste cedron. I just taste flavors. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really taste... Like, I don't get that mm-hmm. cold, minty flavor from mm-hmm. this, even though, uh, allegedly, yeah. that's the second highest ingredient count, right? Right, right. I don't taste that kind of sticky citrus flavor that you get from cedron mm-hmm. um, yeah 
I just get bright and then I get dark at the end. <laughs> and and I mean you, you the yeah. the dark is really obviously bold though. Um but even then like you don't get that like almost medicinal bordo mm-hmm. taste that you get mm-hmm. in like krupi or if you've ever just like chewed on a bordo leaf like mm-hmm. makes your mouth kind of turn inside <laughs> out it's so it's so bitter <laughs> right um, yeah, yeah so I, I like i said i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's just like the the, the individual pieces just blend so well that like you can't mm-hmm. Like if someone just handed like, this to me and said, "Tell me what's in it," I don't know mm-hmm. if I could. I don't know if I could. You know what I mean? Yeah, could like pick out individual. Like for me, knowing that what's in it, I'm like, okay, I can tell this is there. I can tell that is there. The mint said thrown, but yeah. they don't. But yeah, you're right. They blend so well that it's they don't have their own individual profiles within the flavor. But right, I I don't know. I think it can go both ways. Like. I think it's great like this where they're uh-huh. blended really well blended. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like something like the Kurupimenta and Boldo where the Boldo stands out a lot more that, yeah. you know, it's, it's still, it's, it's its own thing, you know, it's right. Really enjoyable and kind of go for it for that heavy Boldo taste. Mm-hmm. And like that really strong, like, ice cold mint in the front and then mm-hmm. bordo in the back yeah well because it's mm-hmm. interesting because this has fennel in it and like i think the is it the lago verge um composta has fennel in it as well and in that blend even though that that blend has a lot of the other typical shimahom you know chamomile all those kinds of things that they like putting in there um in that blend like the fennel comes through super strong and you just get that really kind of almost like piercing sweet apple flavor like on this one like again reading on the box that there is fennel yeah i can kind of detect like okay that's probably why the brightness in the beginning kind of tastes a little bit sweet Mm -hmm. like i don't i couldn't tell you that like oh yeah this has fennel in it It, yeah (laughs) again could be bad could be good depending on what you want but it's just really interesting just how like how kind of meticulously blended this is so that mm-hmm. like no one piece sticks out i mean even the sherba right i feel like a lot of times we've talked about how like especially with you know north american companies the sherba seems to take like a back seat flavor profile wise um, yeah, most of the time <laughs> and yeah. you know there's there's lots of reasons for that they could be just not using very much sherba or they're using a, an air-dried sherba which already has very weak relative flavors you know right compared to a traditional quote-unquote smoked aged or, mm-hmm. yeah you know a, a one that is dried through traditional means which uses fire um but i get the sourness of the paraguayan sherba through this in that beginning and a little bit in the end right so it's like that sourness counteracts that brightness and then it also lightens up the bordo at the end i don't know it's it's really really interesting and i can definitely see why this um the sherba has its fans it's really complex it's really well blended um it does you know kind of it 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 does 
have the fault one could say of you know it's a blend so you don't get a lot of that sour smoky paraguayan sherba taste but you know if that's what you're looking for there's a lot of other pure sherba there's... and even rubicha themselves having quote-unquote nativa blend which is just pure sherba which we may discuss on a future episode i don't remember if i gave you some of that i think i did mm, i think so i'll have to take a look but i think so yeah so so but so you know, yeah what that, that's just by virtue of it being a blend um one thing i will also say and this is this is often a, a problem with terere in general but i feel like for some reason ruvicha if it has like one bad thing it's that um you really either have to let it kind of bloom in the cold water when you first mm-hmm. make it before you drink it or you just have to accept that the first one is going to just taste like water because for some reason when i when i first made this like i was you know not like dying of excitement but you know i, I was aware that this this sherba had a lot of hype so i you know prepared it in my guampa put in some water and you know again in general being made with cold water the first one doesn't tend to be as strong as mate but you still especially you know like curupi um even la rubia that first one does still you know you get you do get a little bit of that first mate bite right right but when i made the the rubicha i swear i was like what the (laughs) is that it there's nothing here (laughs) there's no flavor (laughs) and like i i was a little bit anxious and hasty so i quickly like refilled it again and drank it again and refilled it again really quickly and like the first like three like very little flavor mm. it's, it's, just, it's just like it takes i don't know what it is about this shed but it just takes a little bit for the water to really get in there and extract flavor so yep. now knowing that when i make rubicha the and i don't I, I don't i think it's all of them i've been drinking a lot of pantanal lately so i it's i don't know if i can say if the other ones and i don't have all of them i think i only ordered three of the of the varieties i don't remember it off the top of my head but the pantanal especially because that's what we're reviewing it needs a little bit of time to kind of bloom mm-hmm. or else you're going to be just drinking cold water exactly well the the first time i had it well the only other time i've had it uh <laughs> I made it in a kind of a bigger ceramic um, sword-shaped vessel, and <clears throat> I didn't let it bloom, and I just started drinking it right, right away. I thought, I put so much sherba in here that it's going to just, the flavor's just going to come out right away. And <laughs> it was the same thing, like the first two or three refills were just just straight water, and I was just like, hmm, I don't think I... I don't think I let it absorb enough or bloom or, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. So when I made this one, it just I just let it sit for a few minutes and, and that did the trick. So it's Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because, you know, maybe less powder. But yeah, looking looking at it, you know, it seems to have a decent amount of powder, maybe not as much. Maybe that's it, you know. This something like Kurupi has a lot of powder, like ludicrous amount of powder and so you know you get that you get that flavor infusion right away because the powder dissolves in the water so exactly yeah it's, yeah it's not necessarily a bad thing um it's just something to note 
Yeah, in just term- pay attention to that when you're preparing it. Yeah, in terms of so. the flavor, I say the how long the flavor lasts. It's in terms of pitere, I think it's on the better side. It's, you know, average. It's not going to last super long, but no pitere really does. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was fine. Exactly. Yeah, I think the, I've the, had, the, like... The flavor lasted a decent amount, maybe like a liter, mm-hmm. liter and a half before I feel like I have to change it. Okay. For tete, which for pitere isn't bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, I've had like six or seven refills in my little, my little thing, and and it's it's still going. Yeah, but it's also probably because it's just a smaller, right, smaller drinking vessel. And um, I know that it, like in terms of ca- the caffeine, it usually doesn't affect you. And I don't know if it's these other ingredients in it. I don't know, but I'm feeling like, I don't know, like l- little bit jittery. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, since about five minutes ago or so, started mm. to started to feel it. Mm. You usually it doesn't usually it doesn't affect me too much, so so um I don't know. Have you eaten anything today? Yeah, I had a decent breakfast. Mm. So Interesting. I haven't quite ate lunch yet, but I'm you know, not not super hungry. Right. That might be it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just need to eat some food. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Huh? But anyway. As far as caffeine, for me, it's been normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Another thing, since we're talking about kind of how long the flavor lasts and stuff, a lot of blends, you tend to lose one or two of the herbs at the beginning like for example in a lot of blends the mint is the first thing to go mm-hmm. the mint will be really strong in the beginning but then like by the third refill fourth refill no more mint um something that is interesting is i feel like this one kind of washes out equally so like all the flavors tend to go away at the same time mm-hmm. like as it gets weaker everything gets weaker it's not just okay yep there's mint gone. All right. There's boldo gone. All right. There's fennel gone. You know what I mean? Right. Now now it's so, just sherba and cedron, but this one is like all really gradual and equal. And that probably has a lot to do with the fact that it's so well blended. Yeah. That they did such a good job there that there's no, they're just all on the same level and it just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For so. sure. So yeah, I'd rather it be that way. Like, I don't really like it when I start losing just one flavor out of a blend. All of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. there goes the mint. Okay, that's that's lame. <laughs> Especially, I feel like with um with a lot of the mint and lime, mint and lemon, mentai limon blends, mm. I feel like you get mentai limon for like the first two, and then you get limon for the next. <laughs> 18 <laughs> for the rest yeah it's just like it's like not not the greatest yeah it's like i want that mint to last mm-hmm. throughout exactly sometimes you have to res- uh, resort to throwing in your own mint leaves or right looking at you campesino <laughs> put more mint in your blends dang it stop bogarting the mint 
Did I say start Bogarten? I meant stop Bogarten. Bogarting. And I, because I, I, well, I, I know a lot of those menta y limon blends are made with. Uh, I think Campesino. They don't even use actual like mint leaves. They use basically essential oils, like lime essential oil and mint essential oil. So it could be a a, a product of, you know, maybe mint essential oil is just more expensive so they use less of it so mm -hmm. you drink all of that within the first two and it's gone or maybe it's just more volatile but blends yeah. that use like for example I know that the Barong mint and lime uses lime rind and mint leaves and that one does tend to you know go a little more smoothly it like we're talking about but yeah exactly so kind of yeah moved. oh i missed that blend yeah <laughs> me too it's good <laughs> been a, been a while <laughs> a lot better than the the madrugada Ooh, yeah menta y limon. it's not oh, the madrugada men, menta y limon is not bad it's not great yeah. either it's, it's yes yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just it's, the it's about the only brazilian fitted you can get half reliably mm -hmm. in the u.s so it's like you kind of you exactly. take what you can get <laughs> exactly but man, if I had the option, it was 10 times out of 10, I'd get the Barão. Yeah. That's all. I think that was just about the only Terere I would drink besides the Curupi when I was yeah. living in Brazil. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Well, any other uh, parting thoughts about Ruvicha Pantanal? Mm, no. It's a... It's a I think a good one to try out since it's, you know, fairly new and it's fairly accessible. Um, yeah, I mean, give it a try. Who knows how long it might be accessible? You know, it, it could just be right now a lot of distributors are getting questions about it. So they decided to give it a try. You know, maybe if it doesn't sell well, they'll stop importing it. So if you if you, if you want to try, now's the time to do it while, yeah, it's, maybe while it's here. It. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good 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 point so all right well that was ruvicha pantanalones <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's pretty good pretty good yeah it's i'm very cool very oh, cool I, stuff i think i'll i think i'll keep drinking it even after we hang up it's it's, it's still going nice liking it yeah all right well I think that's going to be it for this one then uh send us your questions comment complaints at uh mate guys at gmail.com uh leave us your five star reviews on the apple podcasts google podcasts other podcasts let's keep up our five star podcast status yeah. <laughs> help us out with that yes That'd be awesome all right well i'll see you next time okay later <laughs>